0: It's a fabulous book. It's called Business Secrets of the Bible. How come Jewish
1: people don't mow their own lawns on Saturdays? Well, it it really comes from the end of the book of Genesis where uh, Jacob's 147 years old and time is going by and finally he's about to be taken home to his father in heaven. And you'd think that, you know, after a long and difficult life, he'd gather his sons together and he'd say, boys, God bless you. I'm gone. Yeah. Instead, he takes twenty, thirty verses, giving a bl- Reuben, this is your blessing; Simon, this is your blessing; Judah, this is your blessing. In other words, he's laying the foundation of specialization. You're not just one big clump of people. Each one of you is going to find the area in which you can best serve your brethren. And this idea, which wasn't found in general economics until the 18th century, uh, Adam Smith realized the principle of specialization, lies deeply embedded in ancient Jewish wisdom's understanding of the Bible. In other words, somebody's
0: gotta cook the bread, somebody's gotta make the machine, somebody has to sew the cloth, they
1: can't all do it it together. Exactly, and it's even more than that, because uh, if we each take care of our own needs, then we don't need one another. But since we specialize as part of God's plan, the result of that is that I pray for the welfare of my customers, I pray for the welfare of my vendors, I pray for the welfare of the people who work for me, because we're all uh, wrapped up in this web of interdependency, which is exactly what our Father in Heaven wants us to be doing. So naturally, uh, when you correctly (laughs) said, you won't, in Jewish neighborhoods, you do not find Jews lying under their cars on Sunday afternoon, no. I pay one of the best mechanics around <laughs> yeah. to take care of my BMW. That's what I do. I'd be crazy to take my time his, doing his it myself. He's polishing diamonds, that <laughs> car. Exactly, I'm, I'm taking care of what I can do best, yeah. and, and then I'm happy to pay him. Or, or for me to mow my lawn. I'm the worst lawn mower in the world, yeah. but the young man who lives down the street from me, he's one of the best, and he's happy to do it. I'm happy. And so it's really important that each one of us finds our our highest and best way to serve our fellow human beings, which is another way of taking care of mm-hmm. God's other children, and that's why we speak of customer service and worship service, because one of the ways of worshiping our Creator is by taking care of His other is, children. Is that one of the principles of Jewish uh, finances to look after
0: your customers and to be one planned? of the
1: great secrets? And again, I present forty secrets in this book, which is it's not a book about investing, because investing you really got to have some money. In. It's yeah. not a book of getting out of debt, because you want to get out of debt, you speak to my friend Dave Rams but you this is about making more money this is about saying you know what this year i want to make twice as much money as i made last year not a hundred times not 50 times twice as much Is, is that a biblical concept making money making money yeah let me put it this way if some a young person came to you and said look i can't decide what to do i either want to go into politics actually they don't say that i want to go into public service (laughs) i always distrust (laughs) occupations that need a euphemism have you noticed Uh right right right. Uh, so uh, public service or i'd like to go into business and make a lot of money who is better for america who's better for you who's better for me When somebody tells me he wants to go into public service or politics, I think to myself, 10 more fingers in my wallet. So when somebody tells me i want to go into business yeah then the only way he can succeed in business or she is by making products or services that enhance my life mm-hmm. and that's why i say yes i'm not going to say god wants you to be rich but god wants you to be striving for more money money is a spiritual creation of our creator it's he, not something that just came about it's something here too that so
0: surprised most people is that that cities were really a creation of God, that men had to get together in cities. Why was
1: that? Well, that's exactly right. We find that uh, um, after Cain kills Abel, ah. um, God gives him the punishment of isolation from people, basically. You're always going to have to keep traveling, and and things you plant won't grow. And finally he realizes, and so he names his son Enoch. And so by he took one life. He shows that he's atoned. He shows God that he understands. He understands, he brings a new life into the world, Enoch. In Hebrew, in the Lord's language, Enoch means I'm educated, education, I've I've got it, I caught on what I did wrong. And now he builds a city, what, for three human beings? Well, that's not the point, you know, builds it and they'll come. A city is a glorious place, a a city is where you've got the best of everything, sadly, you can also have the worst of everything. If you build your city without God, in Mm. in in a godless manner, you'll have massive problems. But a city built in, in uh, basically as, as uh, people like Cotton Mather uh, and, and some of the great Christian leaders of colonial America, the city on the hill. If it's that kind of a city, a godly city, it's a city where everybody can make more money than they can anywhere else. You find these principles in Hebrews. I know you, you, uh, one thing in your book
0: you talk about, uh, uh, of course the word for hand is yad, and you, got, uh, you said
1: a friend is, is yad, yad. Yes, t- of course tell sure. us about that well what's interesting about that is that um uh it, it's curious how throughout western civilization and western civilization sprang from the pages of the bible i mean mm-hmm. obviously what we think of as the west is uh, is the creation of god's book uh, basically god's message to mankind right. and um it's funny that the the, the symbol or, or action of friendship is shaking hands right. why isn't it rubbing elbows or <laughs> yeah. uh you know <laughs> noses. or noses yeah i mean like what's with the hands and And one of the uh, fallacious explanations which I've debunked is that, oh, this is because when people used to meet on the road, if they shook hands with one another, then they couldn't be reaching for their sword. Mm. Uh, Well, all I know is I can handle a, a, a knife with my left hand as well. Wouldn't that be a surprise for the guy whose right hand I'm holding while I take him out with my left hand? It's nonsense, complete nonsense. No, the reason is because in the Lord's language, which people used to all know, I mean, Hebrew was widely understood. Um, and, and everybody. that's why I say today everyone needs a rabbi, right? Because not that's everyone right. knows Hebrew. I've that's got to right. sort of help people that's along right. a little bit. But, uh, but um, when they did, uh, the idea of uh, in Hebrew is th- one of the great words in Hebrew for a friend is yadid, which is spelt hand-hand. Uh-huh. Two Hebrew words. Basically, two hands clasping becomes, and, and to this day, it's the, the picture of clasped hands is a symbol of friendship what else where, where did the word money come from is
0: that a hebrew word
1: money the, the word money itself yeah. well yes uh, the the hebrew word is counting and that money is uh, the hebrew word for, for for money is is counting is counting and what do you if you say to anybody counting what do you count the first thing you think money. of i think is you count money well, you,
0: you mentioned in your book that people had to keep accounts, that, 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 that if you're going to succeed, you've got to know where your money is. Oh,
1: look, it's, I mean, if you want to lose weight, or if yeah. you, you, you've got to keep a record. You've got to measure your weight and keep records. If you want to uh, become biblical in your money, and, and I, I really, I, I, I do, want, I mean, when I travel to churches, Pat, I've got to tell you, my heart breaks when I sometimes, I speak at 30, 40 churches a year. Mm-hmm. Every now and then I come to a church where I see deferred maintenance i see a stressed out pastor who hasn't been able to pay the mortgage i see members of the church who just not and and it for me it's the greatest blessing it's what my ministry is all about to bring them business secrets from the bible so that when i come back a year later i see a different institute a totally so different the church
0: the whole idea of knowing how to do uh, balance sheet accounting
1: or you know you don't have to become a, a CPA, uh-huh. but you do need to be able to understand financial statements. And and it's easy to do. You just got to
0: be able but to do But that's it. A, a key. I mean, the Jewish person from the Bible would always know how to
1: count his money and know where it was. Not only that, but the Hebrew words for counting
0: yes.
1: not only means money in the case of Monet, but each of the four Hebrew words that mean counting also mean successful person of accomplishment. Tell me about those. The uh, successful person? Yeah. Uh, in Hebrew, there's a word uh Or how about the word nose? It means to count. But mm-hmm. it's also the same word in the book of Numbers where Moses appoints the princes for each tribe. That's exactly the same word, the princes. The... So in other words, people of accomplishment, people of achievement, people of aristocratic bearing are all people who can count. And that's true in everything. I mean, you've got to be able to measure your achievement because mm-hmm. if you don't, the days... And nothing gets
0: accomplished. That was certainly true with John D. Rockefeller. He was basically an accountant. He he was uh, he kept e- e- exquisite books. Every. Penny he spent
1: everything he gave away down to the last dime he had it all written in the book of accounts yeah people laugh at that and and you know he may have been a little extreme but then his wealth was also extreme
0: he he came to the the richest man in the world yes exactly right
1: but for most of us uh the other extreme is more common where there's no record keeping and and no meticulous accounting for our time for our money uh, for our uh, achievements. It, it's important. And that, that accounts for failure, doesn't it? And that's, that's one of the secrets, is keeping, uh, keeping records, not only financial, but also life records, a journal. <laughs> there's no word in Hebrew for retirement. I told you that, and I'm very pleased last time we were together. I told you there's no remember. Hebrew word for retirement. And the general rule is that when there's no Hebrew word for something, uh, it, it's a bad idea. So, for instance, there's no Hebrew word for adolescent. Because when you think about it, an adolescent is just somebody who wants all the privileges of adulthood with none of the responsibilities, <laughs> right? Um, so uh, no word for adolescent, no word for retire. And I, I'm very happy to see that you've taken that lesson to heart.
0: Totally to heart, man. I just can't. They won't let me retire. I'm trying, but they won't let me. Absolutely out of the question. But there's no word in Hebrew for it. No, there isn't, because it's a it's a bad concept. Well, what have we done in our country? We have violated that totally. People, we've got to pay them when they're 65 years old.
1: Well, we've a lot of things in this country. I mean, right now, for instance, um, there is the implication that if you've made money, there's something morally suspect about you, mm-hmm. that somehow making money is a bad thing. Uh, there's another word in Hebrew uh, doesn't exist, the word fair, because you'll, you'll hear politicians say, well, he's rich. He hasn't paid his fair share. The funny thing about fair is it's not defined. It's that's right I would I would think that when many politicians say we want people to pay their fair tax they probably mean a hundred percent there isn't
0: anything <laughs> short of that you know that fair
1: effect. doesn't mean anything at yeah. all fair is whatever I choose to want it to mean but there's no word in Hebrew for fair no word for fair yeah why not there's word. there's words for justice yes uh, because in in the Bible and in biblical thinking agreements and contracts are sacrosanct they're very important if we shake hands on something that is an agreement, but we'd never say, uh, "Pack, I've got an idea. Why don't we go into business together and we'll just we'll have a fair, equitable distribution of the profits?" No, we don't do that. We say, "Here's what it's going to be. It's going to be 50% and 50%, or it's going to be 43% yeah. and 57%." But we don't just use. F- loose and ill-defined concepts, because that creates bad arrangements, bad relationships. What is another key principle of
0: wealth that you found in the Bible?
1: Pretty well, uh, one of the, the great ones that, that has always served the Jewish people very successfully and very, very well. And I mean, I'm not saying there's no poor Jews, but Jews are disproportionately financially effective. And, uh, mm. and I wanted to bring 40 of the most important secrets from the Bible to everybody. One that's beautiful is in the second book of Kings, uh, the prophet Elisha is, is approached by a, a widow who has nothing yeah. and absolutely nothing. And he says to her, listen, you've got to go back and search in your house. She says, I've got nothing. How many times do I have to tell you? He says, you've got to find something. So she finds one teensy weensy little jar of oil. Right. And then he says, okay, this is going to work. And, they, and she says, now go borrow 50 gallon oil drums from everybody, thousands of them. Right? And And she becomes the first oil tycoon in the Middle East. Now, this is a miracle. It's an absolute miracle. Once it's a miracle, why couldn't Elisha have poured oil out of his thumb? I mean, God can fill thousands of barrels of oil from a thumb just as easily as from a little bottle of oil. Yet he made this poor widow go back and search until she found. Because each and every one of us has a bottle of oil inside her. we we have that tiny little reserve oh. we overlook something we think is insignificant she said i got nothing he said go back and search little bottle of oil oh that's very significant you've you got to have something inside you every one of us has that little spark of potential that's why it's oil oil contains energy god packed chemical energy into oil we've got that inside each every one of us that is the kickstart of our own economic miracles
0: what are the, what is the modern state doing to violate god's principles and destroying itself in the process what are they doing you have an hour or two to spend on that <laughs> well <laughs> <can> I, <yeah. laughs> let's make believe you're adam smith and you wrote your book and in two pages
1: what um a number, of, a number of things. Uh, one of them, of course, is um, increasing the size of government and, um, and increasing taxation. Essentially, that turns people into slaves. Ultimately, the, the Marxist vision is slavery. You work for us, you give everything to us, and we take care of everything. We take care of your children's education, we take care of your retirement, we take care of your health care. Oh, wait a sec, we're, we're already there. That's exactly what they're doing. And this, they also think they can borrow. What about borrowing? What does the Bible have to say about that? Uh, Needless to say, uh, a a very bad way to to go about doing business It's a very bad way to try and build um, a sustainable economy, whether it's an individual or a family or a nation. Uh, the, The borrowing is immoral. It's essentially taking from people who are not yet born. But then the Many of the people who are doing that are really fairly comfortable with taking a lot of things from the unborn, including their lives.